Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Huge situation, of course, developing. We know about the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and we're getting psyched for it as we uh, are less than 12 months away from them joining the NBL. But, of course, it becomes all a little more real when you bring in a head coach because that means you're putting together your crew, you're putting together your playing staff, and it all means that we're getting closer and closer to that historic time where hopefully all going to be down in Tasmania as the restrictions continue to diminish. Simon Brookhouse is the CEO of the Jack Jumpers, and he joins us now. Simon... Hello to you and welcome, and uh, always a big moment in these type of situations. Oh, hi, Cam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, look, it's, it's certainly an exciting moment for us. It's uh, we, We've bedded down the sort of office staff, as we want to call them, down here, and now we're, we're moving to the on-court staff. So really excited about the search for a coach, and uh, we're searching far and wide, and so far the reaction's been very, very good. When you sit down and you, and you talk about bringing a coach in, do you, and obviously putting the ad out there and putting the word out there that you're ready to bring someone in or start the interview process, do you have anyone or a particular specific skill set in mind? Or are you just like, let's just open the doors and see who comes in? Look, I think in our situation, it's 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 a bit of everything. There, there's so many different types of coach available out there. There's the seasoned campaigner within the NBL. There's the current flotilla of assistant coaches in the NBL have gained a lot of valuable experience. And then there's the overseas coaches. So... We're not steadfast on any particular mould at this stage, but what we do want is we want someone who's going to come in and help us on the journey to build the culture of what will be the Tasmania Jack Jumpers for the future. So it's it's as much about setting us all on the journey together of what the Jack Jumpers are going to be and what they'll represent in the future. How, how important, and of course we, we've discussed you and I uh, when you joined us on NBL Overtime a couple of months ago, but how important is it to, to build into what you are trying to do? And, and a lot of inspiring a generation on a new state when you, when you start a new franchise and NBL hasn't been down there in Tasmania for 25 odd years. How much of that, I guess, early conversation is about to see where that coach wants to do and what they can build more so than just doing what they can bring with the 10 players on court? Oh, I think that's really important. I mean, we are a team for all of Tasmania, so it's really important that whoever um, applies for the job and is successful in their job, they understand that there's more than a role of just on-court coaching. In fact, most of the people, if not all the people who apply, will have that right skill set to be able to coach a basketball team. But the reality is for us, it's more than that. There's the, the promotion within the community and the actual getting the people to, to follow us for all of, all of our journey. And I think that Tasmania is a very parochial state, so it's really important that um, the coach is going to be a, 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 a not a mouthpiece, but a marketing vehicle for for the club as well. And I think that the type of basketball that we play, we want to be energetic and exciting. And I think that you know everything's focused around family and community and, and being part of Tasmania. And um, everybody from the you know the, the volunteer on the door of the stadium to the head coach and to myself needs to be part of that and really needs to embrace that from day one. Yeah, does that mean the coach has to be somewhat high profile? No, not necessarily. Um, I, look, I think that that sometimes helps in these things, but I think that more importantly, the, their qualities around humbleness and, and, and a willingness to show strong leadership and, and bring people along for the journey is every bit as important as their profile. And uh, I think that, you know, sometimes with these things, you've got to take a chance as well, and, and that there'll definitely be high-profile people who apply, but there may be some people that we unearthed the next generation of great coaches and, and we saw what Phoenix have done with Simon Mitchell last year and did a great apprenticeship as an, an assistant coach and 
you know, but and then you can go down the Will Weaver type path who did very, very well in Sydney and has gone on to better things um, in the NBA. So I think there's a real variety of people out there and I think it's very important that we keep an open mind on that and, and, and uh, don't make any rash decisions based on profile or past experience. Always intrigued by the process that happens here, of course. So the ad goes out, so there's ways that people, you know, can, can throw your CV in, an email, or you've got a management, or sometimes someone might just call you directly if you've got that connection, or they get your number and say, hey, this is what I want to cool. do. In, in that situation, what, what, is, what is happening is your inbox going nuts, is your phone going nuts, are your, your DMs on, I guess, LinkedIn going nuts. Is there such a different way in, in which different people approach it? Yeah, look, there's very, there is a variety of ways. I mean, there's your traditional through the recruitment firm who are helping us with the ad. There's direct to me. There's via uh, managers, um, coach managers. Um, there is literally, as you say, LinkedIn messaging coming through. And I think that's just the world we live in now. There'll be social media postings, I'm sure. Um, and the, the challenge for us is that there'll be a lot of interest. It's a really exciting opportunity for a basketball coach and, and a really great chance to, you know, further your skills in the NBL. So I think that you know, our challenge now will be shortlisting the best candidates. We'll, we'll appoint a panel of four to five people who will go through a fairly rigorous process and ask those potential candidates to present to us on what we expect around our values and their leadership skills and their personal profiles and those sort of things. Because I, I do genuinely believe most candidates that we shortlist, if not all, um, will have the necessary coaching ability. It'll be more about their their leadership skills and their management styles. It's going to be really important to us. And on that, I did read today comments that you made that uh, this isn't a, and while we at the moment have nine head coaches that are all male in the NBL, this ain't a gender-specific role. Uh, no, it's certainly not. It's a role for the best candidate. Um, we're open to, to any candidates. And if we believe that the best candidate for the role is a female, we won't hesitate in making that decision. I mean, there are... I believe at the moment there's 10 females within the NBA assistant mm-hmm. ranks, so it's, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, obviously, it would certainly be something unique in, in, in our own sport here in Australia, but we, we are very open to the best candidate for the role, whether that be male or female. Have you thought or have you maybe approached or reached out to Sandy Brondello, of course, WNBA and, of course, the, the coach of the Opals? Is, is that something you might be thinking of doing as well, just to gauge an interest and to get an idea as to her possibility to want to come back to Australia and have a role like this? Look, I think it's as much about Sandy's interest in the role as it is ours. I mean, she'd be an ideal candidate. She's got great coaching background, obviously coaching the national team, coaching the WNBA, and... If Sandy had an interest, we'd certainly be willing to discuss the op- options with her and the opportunity. How's it been, mate? When we when we caught up a couple of months ago on, on, on NBL Overtime, you just into the role, you just got out of quarantine, you hit the ground running, the name had just been released. How the last couple of months been? Because we've all kind of been sitting around waiting for the NBL to get into NBL 21 with the pushing back, the pushing back, and the pushing back. But you're furiously, I guess, trying to get together a franchise that we are now less than 10 months away, 12, yeah, probably 10 months away. What's it been like these last couple of months for you in the world we currently live in? Yeah, look, it's actually been really exciting. I mean, down here in Tasmania, it's a fairly normal world, unlike other parts of Australia from a COVID sense. So we've been able to get out and about. A lot of our work's been around potential commercial partners and sponsors and, and various corporate support and working with the government around the Durban Entertainment Centre and the work being started there, which is great. So it, it, it really has been a focus there. And, I, and also from the actual immediate club's point of view, just appointing staff. We've got uh, five of us full-time now and we're in market for a, a couple more. So it's 
it's really exciting and, and we're seeing it grow. Only the little things like some signage came in for the office today and those sort of things. So um, there's Jack Jumper logos and letterheads now being developed and all the things you don't think about, business cards. But it's been pretty hectic and I imagine the next 10 months are going to be even more hectic. So, But one thing, it's it's fun, it's exciting and the, the, the great part about it is the whole state's really behind us. The, the positivity down here for this uh, Tasmanian team that's going to be playing the national competition. I, it, it's far outweighed my first thoughts around it. It's been really, really, really exciting, and I, I can't wait to really hit the ground running in terms of playing our first game. Now, I haven't gone forensically through the job ad. I can say that I'm going to rule myself out, though, because I just don't think I'm at that level <laughs> just yet, Simon. But what I, what I will, have you got a, a date on there? Because not only is there a situation where you want to put the head coach in and then you want to start to build and have an idea of, of what plays you want to target as we head towards, you know, once we're into the new year, things are going to fly. Have you got a date or an expectation in your mind as to when you want to have this head coach finalised? Look, we haven't got a specific date, Cam, because we want to make sure we do exhaust all avenues to get the best candidate. Um, logically, we would love to have it finalised prior to Christmas. That may not be possible. And the challenge is always going to be the right candidate may be in contract in, in the US or in Europe or in Asia, and we'll have to deal with that and deal with the ability to actually announce something or whether they continue in their current contract. There's various things that come to mind that might preclude us from actually putting an announcement out straight away but in our own mind at least if we've got the person we want we can start thinking about planning and and players and, and those other things that plus assistant coaches which are really important so I, i'd love to say in a perfect world we'd have something before christmas um but looking at my diary today christmas isn't that far away so um we 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 are hitting the ground running with this and then we'll certainly be assessing the shortlist as, as soon as um as candidacies are coming in and I suspect over the next week we'll see a, a lot of candidates applying and we'll we'll sort of move from there and see how we go. Last one, mate, before I do let you go. And I've got to put my hand up and, and admit that when the Jack Jumper's name was, was first floated, I had to be told what it was. Not being a Tasmanian, I was, I was unsure. In the situation, everyone in Tasmania who's loving this, and I see, you know, got foundation members. I think it's already over 2,000 sure. foundation members, and, you know, people are loving it. Yeah, over, over 2,200, which oh, is great. Love this. But how many people outside of Tasmania did you have to explain what a Jack Jumper is to? I had to explain it to a few. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But the most important thing for us is that everyone in Tasmania knows what it is. And, True. Um, and quite ironically, we, we had a, a G League club from the US called the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, mm-hmm. who's uh, Indiana's uh, sister club, uh, reach out to us. So we're going to have an, an ant festival between the two clubs <laughs> and uh, almost uh, have a relationship. So there are two sports out there with ants as their mascot, and uh, it's pretty exciting. So... Uh, everyone will know what a jack jumper is once we hit the court, I'm sure of that. There's got to be, of course. The NBA have done such a wonderful job of strengthening connections on a playing perspective with the uh, the NBL in recent years. There's got to be some type of name off, of course. If you go and play Indiana and then have something, maybe a development squad can play against the uh, the ant jumper, whatever it might be, the... What are they called? The, the Fort Wayne... What did you say? The Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Mad Ants, that is. Which could be... Yeah. In fact, I'm going to say it's the second best name in basketball behind the Jack Jumpers. There you go. But <laughs> some type of name-off game. Exactly. And look, it's an interesting story. They're actually not named after an ant. They're named after a general. who used to be General Anthony somebody. And they called him Mad Ant. So that's how it got its name. <laughs> there is some interesting but, names uh, in the G League over there. That's for sure. Uh, they certainly are. Simon, firstly, congratulations on the last three or four months since we last spoke because things are getting bigger and better and we are, of course, nearing, remarkably, 
Uh, we've still got a season to play, but it's getting closer and closer. And uh, good luck in the search. There's going to be a hell of a lot. From what I'm hearing already, is a lot of huge, high-profile applicants and very, very, very important people from around the world of basketball who are keen to get involved. And that's a great sign for any franchise. So good luck for that, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate your time. Anytime. We'll get to a break right around Australia. This is SEN. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.